All right, everyone. Welcome to Backstreet's Back, a podcast. I'm Taylor. Uh, I'm Jacob. <laughs> and we are here with our special guest, Gavin. Welcome, Gavin. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's the first time I've ever been a special guest before, so I feel uh, feel privileged. Oh, good. This is, you know what else is also a first for our podcast is that while Jacob has always been my male co-host, I have never had two male co-hosts or special guests. So I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know there was two male Backstreet Boy fans, to be honest. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome, welcome to the club. It's an elite small club, but it exists. Yes. Very small. Um, since you are our very first guest, uh, not first guest, our very first time guest on here, um, I wanted to start with a fun icebreaker. So um, it's a little bit of like pick pick your favorite, right? It's uh, the kind of the game. So I'll ask you three questions, and out of the three, you tell me what you think is the one you'd pick. Um, for best genre, what is your favorite genre? And I only think there's only three. I think it's before Kevin left, when Kevin left, and when Kevin returned. Which is the favorite era? Oh God! Well, it's definitely not when he left. See, yeah. it's, it's got it's all about the millennium period for me. So it's I've got to say before he left. All right, all right. Um, if you had to choose now, obviously, obviously our listeners will know that Gavin is a musician. So for your opening act, which would you choose? Country star AJ. <laughs> rock and roll Nick or never sorry rock and roll Nick in the now or never era or Christian music Brian when his voice was good in that era it's got to be AJ all the way oh country but it's country AJ though I know I like it though. I, I, I like some of his country stuff I, to me it's not country it's AJ singing the songs so it's, it's not it's, it's really not country to me I love it it's great I don't dis I don't dislike it. It's definitely different, but I was like, that's why I was like specific with that. But all right, that is a good good opening act. Nice. All right, if the Backstreet Boys only it gave you, they gave you full on reign to sample one of their songs. They're like Gavin, go for it. But you can only pick one of these three. Would you do Incomplete, As Long As You Love Me, or Don't Go Breaking My Heart? I'm so glad you put Incomplete on there because that's the one song that if I do a solo show, that's the one Backstreet Boys song I actually throw in the in the playlist to do. So it would definitely right. be that one. It's a personal favorite of mine. So I'm glad you picked that one as well. <laughs> All right. You succeeded in our icebreaker. Thank you for playing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, Gavin, you are kind of like a jack of all trades. Um, you have a very successful podcast called uh, Major Mess Hall Podcast. Um, so tell us a little bit about your podcast and what it's all about. Okay, so it's uh, it's a it started out as a comedy podcast, and now it's kind of like an entertainment slash comedy podcast, and that's due to the fact that a lot of our guests, uh, you know, they're not always like comedic guests. Some of them are, you know, we've had some serious guests on, so we kind of had a little bit of a rebranding a couple of years ago. And it basically, it started about five years ago, um, a friend of ours passed away. The, um, his name was Dave, but we used to call him the Major. And he used to make uh-huh. these videos on YouTube called Major's Mess Hall. And he used to love cooking. So he used to basically do cooking shows and stuff on YouTube. And we kind of, when he passed away, me and, and the two other guys that started the podcast, we 
we felt that when we used to talk, he was still with us. So he's, we thought it would be really nice if we did a podcast because then there's, that's the reason for us to always, you know, meet up and talk and we can kind of keep his memory alive that way. So we, we took the name of his of his cooking videos and stuck with it, which is major. So it's got nothing to do with the army or, or cooking or anything like that. It's just it's literally just an honour of our friend that passed away. So and it's just gone on from there. And, and we've had some really good guests on in the past. Um, one of them to name is, is AJ's mom, Denise. She came on last year, which was wonderful. And we had a lovely chat with her. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, a good, it's good fun. I'm sure you guys probably feel the same as well. It's a, Doing a podcast is so much fun. It is. Oh, my God, yes. Although, I don't know, Jacob left me, so I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> he might feel differently, but. He pulled the cabin. He did. <laughs> but I didn't want to wait. I didn't want him to wait six years to come back. So I guess that's where we're at. Sure. <laughs> well, you guys have kind of done the same thing. Like Scott left our podcast. He was with us for for like four years and then he left for a year and he's not returned fully but he comes back every now and then to kind of co-host the show with us he's kind of doing the same thing that jacob's doing with you so and it works for him it works for us and he's still part of it so you know oh nice what was your uh what's been your favorite episode to do in the five years of doing this podcast or one of i'm sure many there's, there's there's been quite a few but one is and i'm sure you guys remember the band lfo uh yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah, my sister was an LFO. I, I what's that? What did well, you say? I thought you, I thought I thought Jacob said his sister was in LFO, what, but I, I don't think that's that. what he said. She's into him, yeah. She really liked LFO. Oh, your sister liked him. Okay, right, yeah. Um, well, we had, of course, Rich Cronin passed away in like 2010, but we had um we had Devin and Brad come on. Now Devin was one of my favorite singers. Like in fact, he was my favorite singer. Like if you've ever listened to their album, um the, the first album that they did, it's there was a lot of songs where he was given the lead, and the guy sounded amazing. I mean, he's since passed away as well, and he mm. was just, he had the best voice, just so good. Like just a, it sounded like Stevie Wonder. You know, he was one of those kind of singers, and uh, I learned so much from him vocally. And so to have him on the podcast, we literally had the two of them on and we, we chatted for like an hour. They put the webcam on. They even took a photo of them of the two of them talking to us. And then Brad sent it to me afterwards and said, this is a photo of me and me and Devin talking to you guys. And I don't know why he did it, but it was really nice that he did. Yeah. And of course, when, when Devin passed away, it's just become my favorite episode because it was like, I've never met him in person. So to be able to talk to my my idol, you know, it was mm-hmm. it was so special. So that was that's probably my favorite episode. I mean, not a mega famous band, but you know, it meant something to me personally. So nice. No, that that's awesome though. I um you have definitely like a wide variety of guests, which is very impressive on your part. And and I know you said that there are no tricks, but I, I need to know some of your tricks, you know, to get some of the guests on here. But um, one of them you told me was uh, one of the cast members from Tiger King, right? Yeah. Oh my God! Tell me, tell me all about that. Well, that, that was that was Saf and uh, Saf's the, the young guy that had his arm bit off. And oh, remember that? Remember that that one? He came on and, and had a chat with us, and I just asked. Like the show was so popular, and we were you know well in the swing of things with our show, and I thought I'm just going to ask some people. And he was the only one I could actually get hold of. No one else seemed to have social media. Uh, I think a lot of Carol them... Baskin wasn't into it. <laughs> Do you know what? She didn't even have social media at the time. I, I actually looked. I looked for everyone. But he was the, like basically the only one who was active. And straight away, he's like, yeah, no problem. 
I was like, okay, he didn't have Skype, so I had to explain to him how to get Skype. And uh, and, yeah. and that was a bit awkward. But once we get got through all that, it was perfect. It was great. And and such had such a great chat. And of course, because it was right off the back of the show and how popular it was, that was one of our biggest episodes. So that really helped us. So it, it was a good one to have. Tiger King. Um, what was it? Joe? Oh, Mike, how do I forget his name? Joe, what's Joe what? What is his name? Joe Exotic. Thank you. Oh, how could I forget that name? I feel like if you had to get Joe Exotic, though, you'd have to pay for all the collect calls from jail. So, oh yeah, (laughs) oh yeah, yeah. And you could probably do it. You know, you could that because that's how crazy it is. You probably could get him on for that reason. Um. So when you're not doing your podcast, um, you're also in a band, and you have an album that's coming out. And you're working on like songs and stuff. Like that's amazing. Tell us all about your band. Yeah. So so the band is it's a duo really. There's only two of us at the moment, and and uh, it's a friend I've known for years, Mikey, and uh, he's back in the UK. I, I live in Canada. And I'm obviously originally from the UK. So we're doing it all via the internet and we're basically taking old songs that we've written years ago and we're working on some fresh stuff as well. And we're like revamping these old tracks and uh, we're doing like a full, you know, full studio recording with them. And, and Mikey's an amazing producer, so he's producing them. But it's it's actually very hev- heavy Backstreet Boys influenced. Like they're just really good fun pop songs. And um, the band is called Eucadian, and you you can find this if you go to Twitter and, and type in Eucadian. So I'm gonna I'll spell that out for you because it's a really strange word. Uh, totally Wait, is up. it like UK and Canadian put together? Because yeah, ba- exact- basically, yeah, that that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's U K D I A N. So if you go to at Eucadian, U K D I A N, and you'll find us there. And I think on Instagram, Mikey set it up. I think it's. Eucadian music on Instagram but you can find mm-hmm. us on Spotify if you want to listen to our tracks and right now there's only two up there there's one called Never Ending which is a song that Mikey wrote uh, oh well half wrote and then we finished it off and then I, the, the other song is called No Remorse which is a song I wrote in 2007 and we've like revamped it and like changed some of the lyrics because of course we've matured more now it's not like you know it's like little teeny bopper song with bad lyrics <laughs> it's uh, we've we've basically revamped it and it sounds great so if anyone wants to check us out like I say, it is. It's very heavy Backstreet Boys influenced, so I'm sure some of the the BSB fans would would probably enjoy it. Yes. Well, I um. So I've actually heard two of your tracks, and we're gonna play uh, two of them on here. Um, I'm not gonna play them in real time, but I'll add them in there because the sound quality will be better. But okay. um. But yes, we'll 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 debut uh No Remorse and Never Ending and play a sample of that. Um, I did have the pleasure of listening to it, and I completely agree. It sounds very Backstreet Boys inspired. And also, take that. I got a lot yeah. of take that from Never Ending, and I hope you take that as a compliment, because I totally mean that as one. Oh, yeah. Um, take that, an amazing band. Yeah. I totally heard that sound uh, is like the mixture of the two, so I agree that everybody should just check them out. Um, I, I really enjoy I love both, but I, I uh, Never Ending is a special one that I like a lot. I love it a lot, actually. Nice. It's very good. Yeah. So, um, so for all of our listeners, here is a sample of No Remorse and Never Ending.
Okay, and that was, it felt like such a quick second, but here, you know, here, that was our samples of those two songs. Uh, okay. So thank you for letting us play, play the music. It sounds like you, you probably thought you didn't hear it, but it just went by so fast, you know. So <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys playing them. It means a lot to me. Of course. And fun tidbit uh, for all of our friends in the fandom world. Um, Kimmy, a good friend of yours, is doing your album cover, which is so exciting. Yes, she is. Like, Kimmy is an amazing artist, as you guys know, like to the point where yeah. like she shows me something. and I can't tell if it's a photograph or if it's one of her pieces. She's absolutely yes. incredible. We had somebody design it. Well, not design. Somebody drew a portrait of our kids. And it's mm -hmm. like, it's not comparable with Kimmy's work at all. And I'm like, I keep saying to my wife, so we, we need to get Kimmy to redo that because that's, that's dreadful. She said, well, it's not, <laughs> it's not dreadful. It's, you know, it's, it's just one person's take. And I'm like, I know, but, but Kimmy, <laughs> it just doesn't even, doesn't even uh, compare. But yeah, she's amazing. And she offered to, uh, to, to design the album for us. And she's come up with these amazing ideas. And we've, we've chatted a few times about it, um, you know, run different ideas past each other and, I think it's going to be great. And, and what I like is that me and Mikey are doing everything, all the music and just everything that the lyrics is all just me and him. We've had no help from anyone else. And and so I have, have somebody come in and design it for us from scratch by just using their sheer talent. It just feels like it's going to be such a great project. Do you know what I mean? It's not a yes. new manufactured stuff on it at all. It's all just just talent from from people. So I can't wait. I, I love when like people from the fandom work together. I just like I get all the warm and fuzzies because like that's all the favorite stuff that I love about it. Because there's really so many talented people like in our own fandom group. So when you like get the chance to collaborate, I feel like they just get a more intimate feel for who you are and what you're about. So it's I always like find it to be such a good thing. So I, I'm so thrilled you two are working together. And Kimmy is like just as like her talent and her spirit are like just as beautiful like as as like her artwork. She's just as genuinely kind. She's just such a pleasure to work with. Yeah, she is. She's lovely. Jacob, do you know anything about Kimmy's work? Have you seen her stuff before? I would not be surprised if I have, but Oh man, she yeah. she's amazing. You probably have because you, you're a Backstreet Boys fan. Yeah. The boys have retweeted some of her stuff. It's okay. just amazing, absolutely amazing, mind blowing. I'll send you a link to her stuff too. Jacob is also just an amazing, talented artist. He did a lot of our promos for all of our episodes, and then he did the cover art for our podcast. Um, I don't know if you saw the artwork oh, yeah. and with the hands coming out of the ground. That was all Jacob. Oh there, wow! So that's excellent. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I, Jacob, you and Kimmy got to work together. Definitely. <laughs> Mind-blowing. Um, I think the last thing I wanted to ask you, too, before we jump into our Unbreakable album, is that um, I know you are a big Backstreet Boys fan. How did you get involved with the, the fandom and the boys, and what uh, what drew you to them? 
That, that's a loaded question, so I'll try and make it, I'll, I'll try and answer it quite quick. So, like, I, I'm a singer, obviously we've established that, um, and I just basically when the Spice Girls came out, I was only a kid. I was only like 14, and I loved. I just loved this, you know, the five nice looking girls on stage. So I got their albums and stuff. I love listening to them. And then my brother, who's five years younger than me, he got Backstreet's Back the album. And I remember laughing at him at the time, being like, what are you listening to boys sing for when you could listen to girls? You know, I'm a teenager. It's the only thing on your mind is women. So, <laughs> so I'm like, you know, making fun of him. And then I realized, actually, I can sing those songs. I can't really sing these Spice Girl songs. So when he wasn't looking, I used to take the CD and I'd, I'd start learning the songs and singing them. And I just fell in love with the tracks. So much better, just better quality, just better talents just that they could really sing really really well so i ditched the spice girls and just kind of went with the backstreet boys and it went from there and then uh in high school we did there was a talent show we used to do every year and we got up and did a uh we did show me the meaning of being lonely i managed to convince four other guys to join me one of them was like yeah no problem i'll do it and uh, which is actually ironic it's that's mikey's brother who's like one of my best friends martin his name is he's the same age as me and so we did that, and then afterwards we we decided me and Martin that we wanted to form our own boy band. So so we did because we got the bug for it. You know, standing up on stage singing the Backstreet Boys song was great. So we did nice. so for four years. We chased a record deal under the under the name Instinct as a, as a boy band with another three guys that we could <laughs> sing. And uh, that was some of the best times in my of my life was was being part of a boy band just to get to a tiny tiny piece of what the Backstreet Boys get. You know, we toured up and down yeah. the UK and it was amazing. So much fun. And um, oh, and then just to lead on from that, I actually met my wife in the Backstreet Boys chat room and she's Canadian. And we just met oh. on the official website. They had a chat room. It's probably not there anymore. This is in 2008. And I just, we just met in there as friends, started talking, added each other to MSN Messenger, if you remember that. I'm aging. I'm dating myself now. Yep. And then... Um, <laughs> And yeah, we just got chatting on there. And then one thing led to another. She came to the UK to visit me and we just fell in love. And then I I traveled to Canada to meet her family. And we just did the back and forth thing for a while. Then she got a work visa, moved to the UK for three years. Then I moved to Canada when I got my permanent residency card. And we've now got two kids. So, and it's all because of the Backstreet Boys. If, if it wasn't for that band, Aww. if it wasn't for that band, I wouldn't have... I wouldn't have my wife, my kids, my house, just nothing. I wouldn't have any of it. So I feel like I owe so much to to the Backstreet Boys. Oh, I love that. What's that chat room again? I need to... It's just on the web. If, if you go to backstreetboys.com, they, they add a, a section there, a chat room, and you just go in. And every now and then, one of the boys would come in. I don't know if it was really them, but somebody, you come in and be like, Howie's joined. And then everyone's just hammering Howie, and he's only saying a few things. And then he'd leave. And so people will go in there on the hopes that the Backstreet Boys would show up. So my wife was probably in there hoping Nick would show up. And then I came in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what, you'll do. You'll do. <laughs> I love that. Oh, bringing the Backstreet Boys, bringing love together. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Well, guys, thank you for collectively joining me to talk about um, the Backstreet Boys album review, Unbreakable. Um, we're going to be doing a rating scale per Gavin's request, so high maintenance, <laughs> of 1 to 10. 
Yeah, I've only had one request, and that was, can we do it from one to 10? So I can't say that that was all high maintenance there. But I was like, all right, we'll do one to 10. Let's do it. Um, it's the first album without Kevin. So this is like, right, it's a year at two years after Never Gone was released, a year after Kevin leaves. So it's just the quartet. Um, so there's definitely, um, you know, some stuff to unpack here. And I think some of the things I put in the notes of the album was obviously it's their sixth album. Um, one of the producers, fun fact, was NSYNC's own J.C. Chazé. So fun, fun fact there, a little Backstreet Boys uh, or boy band uh, crossover of yeah. sorts. Um, and also the first album without one of their favorite uh, well-known producers, Max Martin. So I thought those were some tidbits. Um, Jacob, in case you're wondering, this was the same album that Nick was recording while he was on House of Carters oh. talking about recording his album. This was the one. Oh. So there you go. Um, so I figure we could start song by song and at the end uh, just give our overall rating. So let's kick it off with um, I know it's not a full song, but the intro I did. Did you guys rate the intro? Because I yeah, did. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. What would you say? Yes, Jacob. I gave the intro a nine. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Why are you laughing? Why did you give it? Oh, you start, Jacob. Why did you give I'm it a only, nine? And why are you laughing? I'm only laughing because the intro is so good and it doesn't sound like anything else on the entire album. It's, it's, mm, it's very, okay. It really kind of messes with you where it has this great, like, soulful, haunting, heartbreaking intro. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Nothing else shows up like it, really at all. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It does have a it does I, have a lyric that is the title of another song, but they don't sound they don't the same. sound the same. When originally it was a one through four rating, I had it at a five. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Gavin, what did you think of the intro? First of all, I think this was done on purpose because they were down a member. I, I feel somebody made it. They always sing a cappella, you know, the choruses of their songs. Whenever they do an interview and someone says, sing live, they always pick one of the songs. And they obviously had practiced this one. And I think somebody, whether it be one of the boys or someone, you know, that looks after them had said, I think that you should put this as a track one on the album just to show people straight away that you're not missing anything vocally. Yeah. And you can you can you can oh. hear every member every member singing. You can hear where how he is, because I'm good with harmony, so I can hear where everyone sits on it. And it's not it's not been Same. overdubbed. Like they haven't used Nick twice, you know what I mean? Like they've yeah. they've literally used every member and it's uh it's great. And it was it was a genius idea for that reason. Oh man, okay. I've, so I've, I've, what I've was your rating on that? Out of ten. And seven? it's just a shame because it seven, like like, like Jacob said there, it's it's incredible. And then it's literally, I know we're going to move on to the next song in a minute, but it literally is followed by the worst song they've ever recorded. <laughs> uh, it almost, it almost it, it's so interesting because it does definitely give you the feel of what the album will be like. And then it's not like it at all. No, it's not. Well, 
and I'm not going to, I don't want to jump ahead. Um, but you know, like just to give a tidbit of how I'm going to review this song, but the intro, right. I, so I gave it an eight, right. I thought acapella was very soulful and it's an intro to unsuspecting afternoon, which I actually rated the worst song on this album. (laughs) So I was disappointed that, and, and we don't, I'm not telling you the rating. You can wait all of you stop asking. But, um, I was like, how is the intro, to, so great to the worst song that I thought was the worst song on this album. Um, so, and it was just very different, but it was so good. And you're so right, Gavin. Actually, like now I want to kind of bump my rating up a little bit more because I didn't even think about the fact that, like, oh, let's showcase their voices to show that they're not missing anything from Kevin. But now that you said that, I'm like, oh, that's a really good point. And now I kind of like yeah. it. Yeah, even I'm more. definitely making a statement. So, with it. Definitely. Yeah. Um, well, I think that leads into Gavin's favorite song, Everything But Mine. This, <laughs> this album, for me, it, you can tell, and they've said this yeah. themselves. They, they said this when, when I seen them at the sound check for the In a World Like This, they were talking about working with songwriters and stuff. And they did say that they were being given, like, not specifically for this album, but albums following, like, Never Gone Onwards. They were being given, like, bottom of the barrel songs by songwriters because they were the, these songwriters were saving their big hits for the new popular acts mm. and this is a good example of it i don't yeah. know who wrote it because I, I haven't looked at the you know what it says who, who wrote it but it wasn't any of the guys because i made sure to note which ones the just, guys it, did it's not it's so not that catchy it's, it doesn't go anywhere it's got that stupid annoying zip noise throughout the whole song <laughs> through the whole song while, the, while you're trying to listen to them sing, and all you can hear is it sounds like they've brought a B in to to be a you know an extra on the track. It's so annoying. Uh, what what rating Two. did you give it? Two. I'm very curious. Yeah. Two. Oh my goodness. Terrible. <laughs> all right, um, Jacob. What did you think of everything? But I mine? actually really liked it. <laughs> oh, it an twist. An eight. Twist. Wow. Did you really? Um. Very upbeat and danceable. The chorus is very epic, has a very epic vibe to it. I really liked Howie's harmonies are great. The chorus is really great. And I love the Y echoes in the chorus. It kind of <laughs> reminded me of that. Uh, oh, and now I forgot what their name is. Oh, that Maroon 5 song. Oh, really... which one? Oh, Moves You like can't Camera. remember. Oh. Yeah, a little bit. I can hear that, yeah. I think, like yeah. I liked it. I liked See? it. I liked it as a second song after the intro because it was like, all right, it's nothing like the intro, but at least it's not. Maybe, maybe I did think it was bad, but I definitely didn't think it was boring sounding. That's for sure. I okay, so I gave it a six. So it's interesting because I'm like yeah. in between the both of you because like I wasn't in love with mm-hmm. it. I'm like it's fine, like it's fine. It, it does what it needs to do, I guess. Like I didn't loathe it, but I definitely wasn't in love with it. I'm like yeah, it's fine. Um, you know, I thought AJ and Nick sounded very good. Um, you know, I, for me, what I noticed, uh, with the quartet is how people sound really good paired up. So I don't know if you noticed, but like, I thought AJ and Nick sounded very good paired together. And I thought Howie and Brian sounded very good paired together, which you kind of hear a little bit more of Howie and Brian together in a few other pieces. But I was like, with Kevin being gone, you can kind of see like the grouping, at least that's what I noticed. So I thought, you know, AJ and Nick together um, was very complimentary. But um, I think other than that, I was like, 
if I never hear this song again, like I'm, I'm okay. Well, like I, I don't that care. Way too, because AJ does have that kind of country twang um, naturally. Mm-hmm. And Brian also dabbles in country too. So by pairing them with mm-hmm. the opposites, which would be Howie and Nick. And I do have some notes about Howie, but I'll get to that in a couple other songs. But yeah, it is interesting to see how they're right. like paired up in that way. Yeah, I just gave it a six. I was like, whatever it's fine (laughs) that was me uh their first single off their album inconsolable uh jacob would you rate it so i gave it a four um oh very modern country sunset music upbeat which is nothing on my board of what i stuff i really like but it had some interesting instrument arrangements on the course but for the most part I was not into this one as much as some of the other songs. All right, Gavin, what about uh, for you? For me, I, I thought it was a perfect song back into it as a four-piece. It was quite quite powerful. Um, mm-hmm. Really enjoyed the feel. Great vocals by all four members, because obviously all four members have a part on that song. Real drums, I've, I've noted that as well. Like yeah. They used the real drums, and it's not massively different from the Never Gone feel. So I, I liked it. I thought it was good. And, and it's, it's I don't know the name of the guy. I don't know if it's John Shanks or not, but whoever wrote that, wrote Nick Lachey's What's Left of Me and I always really like that song as well and it's kind of it, it has got a similar feel to it oh, you know, yeah. it starts off piano and then really kicks it in in the mm-hmm. chorus so I like that one I gave it a six I I gave it um I gave it an eight I thought to like your point like um I thought it was a very good first single off the album um I thought that this album overall didn't stray away from the never gone sound I thought it like it it just was like kind of keeping it with never gone and I don't want to like jump into the overall review but like this song kind of like encompasses like what they were trying to achieve so I thought okay this is at least like the intro right to the album you think the album will sound like that but this lead single has a, has a bit more of like no this is what yeah, the album is going to sound like I actually think that this was one of the last songs they recorded for this album as well because I remember Nick saying that they were all set with the album and then this song came in they got it from whoever wrote it and and then they were just so excited about it and they were really happy that they got it for the first single yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was a good first single. Yeah, I, I gave it, uh, you guys are, uh, Gavin is not as generous with the ratings as I am picking up on. And maybe I was a little bit more generous, which I'm seeing here. Uh, but I, I thought eight for that was what I gave it. I was like a solid, good first, yeah, first single. Our next track, Something That I Already Know. Jacob? I gave this one a two. Wow. Yeah, I was I'm, def- offended, <gasps> I'm offended, Jacob. <laughs> yes. Do you know how many times I yell? Me and Jacob are on like opposite ends of the ratings. Like it's very rare we both have the same rating for a song. And uh, like true backstory, um, and I don't know where you lay on this, Gavin, but when we had to review DNA, he like butchered the review for No Place, and I almost lost my shit. See, so, I don't like that I love one. No I don't Place. like that song at all. And he thought it was and I, I, I listened to the to the Never Gone it. review, and I, I, I was basically with you the whole time. Jacob was like ripping to bits, like Siberia, and I'm just like, "What? How can, how can you hate that song? It's fantastic." So it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that he doesn't like the Thank best you. song on the album. 
he's such a rebel though he's like what's the song you're gonna hate i love it if you want it to be good girl i love it it's great i'm like i fucking hate that song that song is so good just so you know <laughs> no it's not it's garbage it's a garbage song okay <laughs> but okay you know just so you know so get prepared to be broken hearted with uh jacob's <laughs> reviews okay <laughs> Go ahead. Why don't you rip into a beautiful song? That's something okay, that I already one, know. One, Go one ahead. Really funny thing that goes this rating thing about how I like songs and don't like songs. So my favorite, my favorite band is the Beastie Boys. And one time, I came upon uh, an article where they were asked what their least favorite song of all time that they ever made was, and it was my favorite song that they've ever made. So even there, even my favorite band's <laughs> least favorite song that yep. they made was my favorite song by them. That's how <laughs> up and down. I put, he just likes, you know, I put he likes to be different. Epic and formulaic and that I could easily live without that one. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. I just, I need a minute to process <laughs> what you just threw down. Cause like, uh, okay, I just, okay, for me, first and foremost, I'm sorry, Gavin, but I have to say, Jacob, I gave it a nine and a half because, well, one, I have, uh, there's two songs on this album that personally uh, resonate with me, so maybe that's why I feel so strongly about it, to give it almost a 10. Um, I thought Brian's vocals were very, like, emotional, like, Incomplete has, like, that emotional type of song, and this reminded me of, like, the emotion in it, and I thought Brian was very good at, like, bringing the emotion into it. Um, so, for me, I I really love this song a lot, so I gave it a nine and a half. Um, and then, uh, fun tidbit, one of the songwriters was American Idol judge Kara Dior. Dior Dio Guard, I can't, I'm going to butcher it so bad. Uh, Dio Guardi, I think. Yes. Mm. So she co wrote the song. All right, Gavin, what did you think of uh, Jacob's? It's the best song on the song. album. And it's, it's, on, it's, one, it's one of my favorite songs they've ever recorded. I, I, I just love it. I can't really explain it. I just love it. It's, it, it's fantastic. And I, I got to see them sing this one live at one of the sound checks because they never did it on the tour, but they sang it live. And it was, I said to them, I, I got to ask a question. And I said to them, what's the most vocally challenging song that you guys have to, you know, I've, I've sang together? And they basically all unanimous, unanimously said uh, something that I already know. Because yeah. it's really high up, it's really high up there. And Brian's on the top end. Like he's on the top top harmony for it. And he's singing in his yeah. like, it's not, it's not his falsetto voice, his normal voice. And it's, uh, it's it, I, I watched him sing it live and he, he did amazing. You know, but you could you could see that it was like it was a struggle, and that's I think that's why they didn't put it on for the whole tour for that reason. But I just love it, and even you said that it was an emotional song. It is like, and that one lyric in the middle eight where it's it, it's they're singing the, the line "It's done," and you just you feel it, man. You feel it. They're like they're literally yeah. saying that it, no more shit. Like it's done, and you actually I, I just I just feel the emotion in that song. So I gave it a ten out of ten. It, I just love it. As much as I love the, the Backstreet Boys, I feel like there's a very small, uh, I don't want to say like one handful, but I feel like the songs where you like really feel the emotion in it um, isn't as many songs as I wish there was. And to me, like this was one of the few songs where you just like feel that emotion in it. Like Incomplete has that similar like 
deep emotion. And I yeah. feel like this was also one of them. So, yeah, I, I agree. It was, uh, you know, that is clearly not everybody felt the emotion in it, but that's just to each their <laughs> own, <laughs> Jacob. Anyway. Uh, all right, next track, Helpless When She Smiles. Um, I gave this one a 7.5. So, wait, I'm sorry. Hold on. You, you thought something that I already know was more poorly rated than Helpless yep. When She Smiles? <laughs> okay. Go ahead with your rating of why. Yeah, I like it. I mean, they had an epic the course. Um, the guitar is great. Harmonies, very soothing. The piano was great. It had kind of like a Kiss from a Rose vibes. Um, but I liked this one a lot. Yeah, it, it, this was like the second single for the album. He made a music video for it and everything, and I, I it shouldn't have been a single. Um, it's, it's a nice B-side, but this song leaked early. Yeah. I don't know if you guys heard it before the album came out, but this leaked online, so I'd already heard it quite a lot, along with another song that never made the album. Um, what was that? I can't remember what that was called. Oh, Happily Never After, Okay. which I think the, the another band, and it was the Pussycat Dolls, another band recorded it anyway going off track this one i just i was bored of it by the time the album came out I, I, it was just boring to me and i think that's just largely because i'd heard it quite a lot beforehand so i, I gave that uh, a, i gave that a four uh so i originally gave it a four. Oh wow <laughs> you like really were like that i okay so i originally wrote 10 right and then i said i was going back and forth between a nine and a ten and then i was like you know what if i have to go back and forth it's not a 10 song so it's nine i know nobody yeah I gave, for me, it was a nine. Um, like, it wasn't, but now it's like, how do I put this? I feel like I overrated this song, and it's really probably just like a seven and a half and an eight now as I think about it, because you're right, because it's not, it shouldn't have been a single. And I was reading somewhere that the boys didn't even want it to be a single because they thought that it sounded like so many other songs but their record label did want it to be a single. So there was like some animosity with that song. But I noticed that a lot in this album and I noticed that a lot in DNA as well. So um, I think like now yeah. going back, I say it eight. Um, any other way? Um, so I gave that one a six. Um, okay. What were your thoughts on the song? Very European. It was just kind of like a regular party jam. I don't know. The strings were nice, a nice touch, but uh, it wasn't... <laughs> It wasn't the best, but it wasn't bad. Yeah, See, I've, I've got down for this uh, one. It's, yeah. it's another second-rate song scraping the bottom of the barrel for me. You've got to look at it like this. They've had some amazing hits. I want it that way. You know, Shape of My Heart, Incomplete. This doesn't compare to them. It, it, and that's, that's, how I'm, that's what I'm comparing it to is, is like how no. good the songs have been in the past. And for me, this one, it's just it's not very catchy. And it's just, you can just tell that it's been... It wasn't what they wanted. Somebody's literally gone, oh, I'll have a little look what I've got. And then they just found this song, dusted it off and said, you can have this. So for me, I've given it, I've given it a three out of 10. I, I feel the same way. Like, and I think this song, we all kind of feel the same way about like, I put good for, but forgettable. I was like, it's fine, but it's forgettable. Like I, I, to your point, like to have this album lead after Never Gone and to compare Never Gone, which I find to be one of their, for me, I think is one of their most critically acclaimed albums, right? I think vocally, it's one of the best that they've all done and could possibly do. Like, it's so good. Um, so, and I think very, uh, very underrated, in my opinion. But 
Um, but to have like Never Gone and then to have this album and then, you know, to hear any other way, I'm like, this just isn't like the best of their work. It just says it's like, it's okay, but I forget about it. So I think I gave it like a five or six, yeah. five and a half. Like, I'm like, I'm good without it. Uh, finally, a song we all agree on for the rating. Look at that. One in a million. I gave this one an 8.5. Jacob? Great sound and great Ooh, in the lyrics. Okay. The chorus was very sultry. It was just an upbeat song in a very great way. Um, this reminded me a little bit of My Beautiful Woman and Never Gone. Mm. Did anybody else kind of get a similar? No, like, because My Beautiful Woman is an incredible song. Just... <laughs> I love that one. Wait, no, because you hate I gave song, it a three. And I, again, song? again, it's uh, it's it's another oh. second rate song. They're just not get at this point in the album. I was listening back to it, and I'm like, yeah, they, you can just tell that they're just not getting the best songs. And one thing I hate about this song, and I don't know if you've picked up on this, is this the way Brian sings, repeats every bloody word that that one of the other members is singing in the in the verses. So you got like. <laughs> She wakes up to the sun, the sun. She throws on her clothes, her clothes. And it's just like, what, we don't need that. What are you doing? So I, I gave it a three. I, I gave it a three because Brian ruined it. Otherwise, otherwise it would have got a four. If Brian hadn't repeated, I would have given it a four. Yeah, I just gave it a, I'm going to wait till the end to give my overall thoughts. But uh, six and a half. Six and a half is what I gave it. Mm. Um, I gave this one a nine. So I thought this was very dreamy and oh, yeah? great rhythm, great melodies. It kind of made me think of like an espionage song, like an international espionage. And I wrote that AJ has great moments that echo the vibe of the intro. So there's a moment that I'm pretty sure it's AJ, huh. and it reminds me very much of the intro, just for like a split second. But yeah, I like this one a lot. I gave this one a seven. Nice. I actually really like this song. Um, It's one of the better songs on the album, and this should have been the single. This should have been the second single. Because it's completely different to Inconsolable. So, and it's upbeat, and it reminds me of a Maroon 5 song from around about 2010. It's got that kind of vibe to it. And I I, I can't pinpoint which Maroon 5 song. It just feels like it would have been a song they would have done. Yeah. And you can hear every member has been, has been yeah. used on this track as well. Like, you know, even down to like, there's a bit in the middle eight there where, where you've, you've got Howie going in. Oh, 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 when they're going panic. And I, I just like the fact they've used everyone. It's not like they just, because some, sometimes yeah. in the early days, not every member's singing on every track. And they'll they'll, they'll tell you that. It's it's not how it's done. They, they, they get the, the stronger vocals in and then they sometimes use some people in the choruses but not always but you can hear everyone's been used in the song to the point where you can tell it's them singing it yeah i think the second half i feel like they're all being utilized in all the songs like they should be the second half of this album i found to hear like more variety from all four than opposed to like the first half where i was like to me i thought it was a lot of like nick and aj and then you know brian coming in and then oh here's howie but now toward the second half i'm i'm hearing all of them um and they all i thought they all sounded great so 
Yeah, I, you know, when I was thinking of this song, Panic, I was thinking I, I didn't like this song, but I was trying to remember it. And I was like, oh, it's probably going to be a six and a half. And then when I heard it, I gave it an eight. I was like, oh, I really like this song. Why did I think I was going to rate it low? So I don't know why I, um, maybe that's where like I get torn of like, it is a good song, but it's also kind of forgettable to me, but it's really good when you hear it. But I don't know why, like, when I, um, like, look back on all their songs, like, Panic doesn't stand out for me. But until I hear it, I'm like, oh, yeah, this yeah. was really good. Why do I keep forgetting about this song? Oh, wow. Nice. And they all co-wrote it. So also very, very good song. Yeah. Um, You Can Let Go. Oh, I was pouring wine. Are you pouring water, Jacob? <laughs> <laughs> you're like so, i'm gonna need a I drink for this song like this, but i like i gave it a seven okay i liked it it was upbeat in all okay. the right places and right. i really like the guitar you... strumming i don't know i, I like mm-hmm. usually i wouldn't like a song like this but i just liked it what about you i gave it i gave it a five okay. um it reminds me of a train song you know like drops of jupiter it's got that kind of feel to it I like the fact there's a full band. If it doesn't feel yeah. like manufactured, it's it, uh-huh. you can tell that they've used real instruments, uh, and it's very mature sounding. But I gave it a five. Okay, so I for me, um, I so I gave it a ten, and the reason why was it wasn't because it sounds amazing or like out of this world. Like it sounds good. Um, it doesn't sound its best. Um, but um, this song, the lyrics to it really personally resonate with me. Um, I felt like it was very motivational for like, uh, there was like stuff that I was like personally going through while I was like hearing this album. So for me, it's something that I already know and you can let go like deeply, like I connected with. So the 10 is more for like the personal connection more so than the song itself. I think like the lyrics really hit me, but overall the sound, like I said, isn't like one of the best songs they've ever had. It's not even vocally the best that they've ever had, but, um, but I really enjoyed it. And um, it's one of, one of my personal favorites and it starts to have a little bit of that country sound in there as well too. So, so yeah, that was my rating. And before hang on, before Jacob says yeah. before Jacob um, says what he thinks about is. trouble is, I'm gonna guess and say oh, yeah. he's giving this either a nine or a ten. And I'll tell you why in a minute. So we'll we'll let him say what he thinks. Um I gave it a <laughs> oh. six. Oh, okay. Oh, way off the mark there. I thought he was gonna rate it high because Howie gets a, a large portion mm. on this track. But, <laughs> Jacob, your Howie love is so uh, well known, by the way. Yeah, I, this... <laughs> The song, the music was good. It was like, <laughs> like classic rock, like a decent ballad. Um, kind of made me think of like Macy Gray almost. It was like very, very chill. I gave it a nine because I, um, I really loved how he how he sounded in here. Um, and I was I was sitting here when I was hearing this song. I was like, I got to be yeah. honest. Like Howie should have done a country album, not AJ. Because Howie has a great voice for country music, which I would not have thought of until I heard this song. And I was like, God, he should really tap into that because I think he would sound great doing country music. So I, th- for me, I gave it a nine and I thought it really showcased Howie's vocal talent. And, you know, it's so to me, like, I feel like Howie's voice can be forgettable and Melly's going to send me like a dagger and shoot me for saying that. But at times I find his voice forgettable, 
But when yeah. I hear him, I'm like, oh my God, his voice is so good. So I don't know why like I, I sleep on his voice because when I hear it, I think it's great, but maybe it's just, it has to be paired with something that makes it outstanding. I don't know. But like for trouble is I was like, damn, his voice is good here. I love it. So I'm, I, I'm just going to read you exactly what I've got yeah, written down. Because I'm, it's making me laugh because I've been really harsh. I gave this one a three. <laughs> <laughs> And I've, I've literally put down. I think I was annoyed when I was listening to it. And I'll read it to you. It said, doesn't sound like a Backstreet Boys song and he don't pull it off. Howie's vocals are good. Nice to hear him singing lead on more than just a few words. <laughs> and honestly, I think if I'd rather Howie sang the whole song because I think he would have done a better job than they did collectively. I just don't like the song. I don't think it's a good song at all. I will say it goes it goes against all the other songs that they do. Like when I'm hearing all the other sound of the songs and and let's just be honest, I don't think there's a real consistency in in all the album, but um I do think that this particular song is very different than the rest of the album. So uh, yeah, like if Howie had this as a solo song and he did his own album, then I think that's probably where it should have gone for sure. Um, but yeah, it's definitely different. Um, and I agree with like, it was definitely Howie's song on this album. Also, fun fact, co-written by J.C. Jose of NSYNC and AJ. Uh, they co-wrote it together. I gave it a seven. Cute sounding, but sad lyrics. And it kind of made me think of this uh, outcast song that they did later on in their career called Morris Brown. Um. <laughs> But I liked it. I liked it a lot. So I think that was seven. I'll get, actually, you know what? I'll change that to an eight. I'll give it an eight. Okay. I'll give that. So I gave it a six. The, the, the chorus is catchy and the verse is catchy, but that, that whole, like, the situation is difficult. I can't let go. I, I can't. It's, it's just like, it's like they didn't have a bridge. And he went, shit, we need a bridge quick. And they just made up all of the lyrics <laughs> with no melody. Just to link the the brilliant verse <laughs> to the brilliant chorus, but the bridge <laughs> let it down. Um, I'm I'm also a really big JC Chazay fan. I love his voice. Um, he was the best best one in NSYNC, in my opinion. I don't. How, how much vocally, time? Do we yeah, have? Vocally, yeah. Vocally. It depends. Are you saying vocally, personality? Okay, so you and you'd recognize AJ's voice, wouldn't you, on any song? AJ. You'd know it was him. You'd go, that's definitely AJ. You know what the whole thing Nick did when he did that mass singer? Everyone knew it was Nick. We know his voice. Yeah, I'm, I would stake my life on it that JC's voice yeah. is on that Yeah, track. we know his voice. If you listen to the middle eight with the uh, yeah. you're, no, you're No Good For Me, you're just no good for me. I know you're no good for me. He's singing on that. Yeah. He's definitely in there. I know, I'd know his voice. I, I just know it. And then I know it. I've had no confirmation to say that that's a fact. Mm. But I'm telling you now that he would, he would have recorded a demo because he wrote the song with AJ. So he yeah. definitely would have recorded. Like he wrote AJ's uh, Teenage Wildlife, <clears throat> if you remember that track. And he did, a, he did a demo with that, which got leaked because I've got, I've got it saved on my laptop. So he definitely yes. would have done a demo with this song. And I think they left his voice in there, either to be cheeky or just because sometimes they do tend to leave, you know, a backing vocal in that somebody's done sessions singing on before. Sometimes they'll leave something in. So his voice is definitely on there. And I don't know if I told you I gave it a six. I also gave it a six because um, I was like, it's poppy, but eh. that's like what I put for notes. Like I'm like, some parts are poppy, but like there's the consistency overall just wasn't it wasn't there as lacking for me. So similar to like what you were saying, um, I wanted to love it, but I didn't. And that's yeah, I also gave it a six. 
All right. Um, uh, I give love a song an eight. Will keep you up all night, Jacob. And the only thing I wrote down was that it makes me think of okay. Glory of Love from Karate Kid. Now I got to go listen to that. I give this one an eight as well. It's okay. the first time me and Jacob. Uh, Gavin, would you rate go. it? Yeah, I, I I love this song. This, this remind this actually reminds <laughs> me of a Bon Jovi song. Not not any particular it song, but it just it, I'm I'm a big Bon Jovi fan, and uh, yeah, it just reminds me of something that they would have done. Uh, it's a well needed ballad for this album. I think when yeah. you get to this point, they really needed a nice ballad, and uh, mm-hmm. I think because the album's mainly upbeat, upbeat, an upbeat album, isn't it? So yeah, I think it was just well needed, and it was put right at just the, at the right time as well. So I get I gave it an eight. Yeah. Actually, I feel like uh, you know what it's it's confusing what it is overall. Like I don't know if it wants to be upbeat or slow or whatever. So um, I'm not sure. I so okay. I actually gave this a six and a half. So like going opposite of you two, only because I felt like the beginning was very sleepy, and I feel like the chorus is the ultimate best. Like the chorus is fantastic. But like I, I didn't. I felt like the beginning was was boring for me, so I gave it a six <laughs> and a half. Going against the grain, I know. Um, um, unmistakable. I gave this one Jacob. Very somber, and it made me think of "Show Me the Meaning of Being Lonely," but not as good. I gave this one an Aww. eight. I, 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 okay. I, yeah, I really like Gavin. this song. It's catchy and it's perfect for them. I just thought it was a perfect oh, okay. song for the Backstreet Boys to do. And it's nice, nice lyrics as well. Yeah, I gave it a 10. Um, I thought it was one of their best songs on their album. I put that it's beautifully put together. It was Chances before it was Chances. Because when I heard the lyrics, I was like, oh, this is the original Chances. This is the song right here. Like, they just don't call it that song. But yeah, I thought it was like, uh, but better than Chances. Because I'm not a big Chances fan, but that's just me. Um but I thought it was great and just vocally fantastic. And I thought it was, I thought this should have replaced helpless when she smiles. Um, in my opinion, if yeah. they, if they would have done this one instead of that one, that would have been so much better. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, moving on to unsuspecting so this is Sunday the one, afternoon. Yeah. Unsuspecting Sunday afternoon is the line that's from the intro. And this song sounded nothing like, Yes. That song or, you know, any hint of it at all. Um, I gave it a six. Very poetic, sad, and also made me think of Show Me the Meaning of Being Lonely again. Um, the guitar was great. Makes me think of Santana. I gave it a nine. Okay. I like this song. Yeah, it's, a, it's, this it's, song. it's one of the best songs on the album and one of my favorites. And it's got a hidden meaning because I remember them saying that this song had a hidden meaning, but they wouldn't say what it meant. And I actually think don't think they know what it means. I think they were just saying that because this song makes no sense. But I just like I just okay. like it. And it, I, this doesn't mean anything to anyone, but it's the same chords as the Spice Girls of Viva Forever. So you you could actually sing that song. The certain parts in this song, you could sing some of their lyrics to it. And I, I actually I really like that song as well. So yeah, I gave it a nine. I, I, I just like it. It's a good song. I like it. It's an interesting title and it, it makes you think, oh, what could this mean? Even though my, my conclusion is it means absolutely sod all. <laughs> as, as, as you've all known from uh, where I started with the intro, 
Um, I'm going to be totally opposite to you. I give this a one. I hated this song. I hated this song. I skip it every single time. I never listen to it. Um, I just just cannot connect with it at all. <laughs> and if I That's never funny. heard it again, it would have no emotional impact on me. So I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, it's like, I was like, if you took this off the catalog, and didn't tell me about it, like, I wouldn't know. Like, it's it's all good. Like, it's totally fine. Uh, I just can't, I have just can't connect to it, which is very rare for some songs. I rarely uh, hate any Backstreet Boys songs, um, but we'll, you know, if we ever do This Is Us, then I will butcher it like no one's business, but, because um, uh, I hated that album, but, uh, I like rarely hate some of their songs, but this one, I just, this was one of them for me. I just couldn't. <laughs> this and uh, If You Want It To Be Good Girl to my least favorite songs, but some of Jacob's favorites. So there you go. Um, Jacob, did you do the bonus tracks? Because uh, I know Gavin I and I did. Yes, and in pieces. I gave Downpour a four. Another very emotional song. Ooh. Uh, it was all right. But it ended beautifully, though. Still, definitely a four for me on that one. I'll read what I've put down. <clears throat> yeah. So okay. take everything but mine, uh, one in a million, Gavin? any other way, and help us when she smiles. Throw them in the bin and put this one a track to. I gave this one a ten. I would literally sacrifice all those others I just mentioned to have this one a track to. Oh I, my a great, god! This is a great song. The chorus is so catchy. Oh my goodness! Twist. <laughs> Twist. You know, I I gave it a six. I just couldn't get. Um. Uh. It was okay for me. Like it was okay. Um. But it wasn't. It wasn't my one of my favorites. So I didn't. Uh. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. So I I gave it a six. Yeah. Um. um I gave it an eight. The last one. Uh. In pieces. Sadly upbeat, but it was very light at the end of the tunnel ish. Okay. And it kind of made me think of New Radicals and the Verve Pipe. I gave this one a six. Oh, I like that. That's a good mix. And uh, What about yeah, you, it's, Gavin? It's, it's a nice song. It's perfect for a B-side. Okay. I know you really like this one, but yeah, it's uh, it's not the greatest, but it's I'm glad it's on the album. And I do enjoy it when it comes on. Yeah. It's funny. How you feel about Downpour is how I feel about In Pieces. Like I'm like I would gladly sacrifice some songs to have in pieces on there. It was it's one of my favorite songs of theirs. I don't know why. Like it's it's for me it's catchy in a way where I just keep replaying it. Um, I like the build up in the songs. I think it's it's for me just a good poppy song. Um, I gave it an eight. Um, originally I said ten, but I was like, let's not overdo ourselves here. And then I did. I completely saw. I was like, settle down. It's not a ten. Uh, it's an eight uh, at best. But it was an eight, and that was yeah, that was my uh, my take on that. So overall, rating this album from one to ten. You know what, Gavin? Why don't you kick off the overall I, rating? I, I couldn't Our give this album guess. What do you, what do you think of this album overall? I couldn't do it, so I'll give it a four. I, I just think there's too, well, there's too many. There's, I, I'm surprised that that's a surprise to you because I've literally wow. rated most of those songs terribly. I, I, I just feel <laughs> like it's there's just, just so many songs on there that they they that's just true. had that's to true. record because they were giving them the, the worst songs, basically. So it's not their fault. Mm -hmm. They sing them very well. 
it's not I'm not judging them as vocal vocalists. It's it's just the songs are not great. There's some really good ones on there, mm-hmm. but I, no, and it's nothing to do with Kevin not being there. It genuinely isn't. I, I just I just feel like it's just the song choices really. So I gave it a four. I gave it a six. Yeah. What about you, Jacob? You know, at the end they had like a bunch of like real downer type songs. I think mm-hmm. this album could have benefited from another trackless pairing or like you know instead of the the way they had it switch it up a bit yeah i agree so, so maybe spread out some of those really sad emotional songs that yeah kind of jumbled at the end maybe spread them out throughout the rest of the album so they don't just all pop up at the end they're kind of like a real bummer i was gonna say it had a decent variety of songs it's, but a little more what's disappointing nice. oh sorry Jacob. um not enough, Kevin. <laughs> there were probably only two or three notable parts with Kevin on. <laughs> I gotta say, though, okay, between Kevin not being in the band and also their popular decline, right, at the same time, um, between those two things, we can we could say two things, right? We could say that Kevin, um, clearly Kevin leaving was a detriment to them. I mean, obviously. But I think, like, it, these two albums without Kevin, I know we haven't done This Is Us, but just this kind of showing where they're at right now, like, you could kind of tell where their decline is in their career from this album, because like to Gavin's point, like they're at the, like the song choices aren't the typical Backstreet Boys sounds that they would have. Like you could tell they didn't get first pick on some stuff. Um, They tried to duplicate never gone, but they, they missed the mark. Um, Like this was like uh, a broke down, never gone album. Um, I gave it a six and a half, um, and I, that was me being generous. But don't worry, this is us. We'll definitely not have a six and a half, but that's a whole nother review. Um, but I, I, I felt like they were trying. They kind of lost their identity in this album, and not significantly, but you can see that where it's like there's a little identity crisis in here, where they want to have a little, where they want to have a little bit of diversity, and then there's some like trouble it is. And treat me right. Like if you were to say trouble is and treat me right and um, unmistakable were on the same album, because I think those three sound the most different from each other. You wouldn't think that because there's no consistency in how that sounds. Um, So I felt overall like it just wasn't their best work. And they know that um, because we don't hear any of these songs from any of the tours that they've done. Even their singles, um, which were, you know, good, um, weren't their best work. I think, yeah, it was six and a half for me. It it wasn't it wasn't the best. To me, it wasn't horrible. I think there was a couple songs that, again, like personally, I really, really love, but not enough to where like this album is, is, is definitely not even a top five favorite of mine. Well, all right. So I think, yeah, I think I was trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, the other thing that's disappointing about like giving this such a low score, in my opinion, is that now we're starting to hear much more of Howie. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, buddy, that we gave you more songs, but this album is rated low. Like, I just feel bad because I'm like, poor Howie's like finally like. 
you know, making <laughs> some leads in here and like having more of a presence. And I'm like, this isn't, I'm sorry, buddy. This yeah, isn't the one. He's made up for it though since. I think there's been some really good songs since that album, the Howie's had part in and it's been really good. Yeah. And the songs that personally, like the songs that I really love, he has like the presence in them. So it's not because of how he so- sounds that makes me lower it. It's just more of like my low score has to do with a lack of like their identity. And I think them just having a really uh, struggle. I-, I feel personally too, like they felt like they had to prove something with Kevin being gone. And I think the intro is a good example of that. Yeah. Um, but you know, it just, um, just wasn't their best work. Well, guys, this was a very, uh, very, very, very good. I thought interview, I mean, probably not for the Backstreet Boys, they wouldn't agree with us, but I felt like this was a great episode and review of, um, Unbreakable. Um, oh yeah. Did I mention it came out in 2007? I can't remember if I mentioned that, but yeah, it's, it was out a while ago. But thank you both for your input on on this album. Um, for all of our listeners, um, if you are not following Major Mess Hall Podcast, please do so. Please pause this. Don't stop it. But pause it. Go on your social media devices and go uh, follow the podcast that Gavin's doing. Also fo- follow his band. Listen to all the sounds. No remorse. Never ending. When you do decide to come, uh, when the like album comes out, let us know. <laughs> and Jacob and I would love to. I'm just saying your feelings, Jacob. You can tell me if that I'm wrong or not. And, but and Jacob honest, and I would love to have you. Honestly, come this on has been so much fun. I mean, I've done album, a few different so. podcasts, Jacob, and it's, it's, it's never been as fun word. as this was because <laughs> it's talking about something that I'm so passionate about. To get to review an album like with, with you guys, I've never done that before, track by track, and it, it was so oh, much fun. So awesome. if you if you ever need anyone else to come and review an album with you. One of the boys' albums, obviously. Give me a shout and uh, and I'll definitely join you because it was so much fun. So uh, thanks to both of you for having me. Oh, yes. I- I'll crack my yes, fingers for that one because I've got to, some very uh, strong opinions on that. This is us. Yeah. I will <laughs> gladly have you come back on for that. <laughs> Sorry, Jacob. I know you <laughs> haven't heard it yet, but spoiler alert, it's garbage. But anyway. <laughs> it's bloody dreadful. <laughs> Kevin, like, it's my favorite Even they album. say that. Don't if say you that. ask them, they'll tell you that. Nick's, Nick, Nick hates it. <laughs> it's so bad. That that was a contractual contractual <laughs> obligement to doing that. They they had yeah, to do another album awful. to get out of the contract. So, so that was that. Yeah, and they definitely let you all know that. That is for sure. Um, yes, if you would love to do this as us with us, I would be glad to have your input. Also, um, and I'm not just saying this to be to be kind. I'm saying this because like uh, when I was hearing you while you're doing some of the album reviews um and you were like doing some snippets and you were singing along i was like you need to do a backstreet boy cover album because like that i was like it would sound so good i don't know if they'll allow you to do that but you should is all i'm saying (laughs) yeah definitely well guys this was so much fun thank you um please um and wait uh ukadian am i saying it right Yes, on my first try. Please follow and listen to Eucadian. Follow Gavin's podcast, Major Mess Hall podcast. <laughs> Please uh, support your local fanboy, everybody. Come on. Um, and uh, thank you again. This was super, super fun. And uh, that and is it for our episode. <laughs> so thank you. I am Taylor. 